Hi everyone, Dr. Karen Ken. Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host and the author of Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And what I love to do is I love supporting light warrior sensitive souls to harness their superpowers, to extract their soul's mission, and to live a life of joy and peace. And what I'm really passionate about is helping move the world from darkness to light. And uh, with me today is a very special guest. Now, she is actually, get this, an ICU nurse who is the creator of the Nurtured Nurse Project. And she helps highly sensitive, flat out, stressed out, burnt out nurses to embrace their self-care so they can discover their life balance uh, that their soul really desires. And I know I've had um, several nurses in my practice over the years, uh, and even one of my, who I affectionately call one of my kids, so one of the, the young people that I've uh, seen in the past through you know, teenage years now into adulthood is also a nurse as well. And having been a doctor in the medical, the regular medical model in the hospital, um, I have a sense of what nurses go through. And uh, an ICU nurse, I, I couldn't even imagine when I first met Sarah, uh, we, Sarah Cosgrave, she is the creator of the Nurtured Nurse Project. And when I first met Sarah, it was at an event uh, through the Wellness Leadership Academy. And when I first met her, I thought, wow, what a beautiful, sensitive soul she is. But then when she announced me she was an ICU nurse, I couldn't believe it because, you know, ICU is tough enough as a doctor, but as a nurse, I personally believe it's even harder. Like ICU stuff was never something that I really loved to do. Some certain doctors love that kind of urgent, you know, um, really, really sick, you know, folks and they've got, you know, tubes coming out of them here and there and their family's all stressed out and it's really, I, I, I give these people so much respect for what they do. And so I was really curious after meeting Sarah, like, how is she doing that? Like, how is she as a highly sensitive soul able to tolerate and be in such a difficult line of work? And then I thought, oh, my gosh, there's so many other nurses out there who are sensitive souls, who are loving, who are so um, wanting to make a difference in their lives. And so when I heard Sarah created the Nurture Nurse Project, I was so happy to hear that. And so I'm so excited to have Sarah on the show today. Uh, so Sarah, welcome to Light Warrior Radio. Hello. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. It is very exciting. Now, um, tell us a little bit about how you first decided you were going to become a nurse and then how it came to pass that you became an ICU nurse and then how you decided to make the Nurture Nurse Project. Yeah, definitely. So um, my journey into nursing, um, I basically only decided nursing when I was 18, so I was in that process of finishing year 12 um, and I had always loved science um, and the function of the body and biology was my favourite subject, um, but I also knew that I always um, wanted and felt drawn to work with people, um, so it came to pass that um, I discovered nursing and it felt I felt very connected with it, so I started that journey um, with my undergraduate and it was about five years ago now, so after my graduate um, year as a nurse, I had the opportunity to begin working in an intensive care unit 
Um, so at this age, I was uh, 23, and I soon realised that I was um, I was fascinated by the care provided in that space. But I realised that I started um, feeling very anxious. I started feeling um, really um, burnt out, and I began shifting into a space of depression. Mm. Um, so about four years ago now, I actually became more and more curious about these complementary therapies and energy and I was introduced to Reiki, receiving a treatment with a friend, um, which then spurred me on to becoming a practitioner of Reiki and also neurotraining kinesiology. Um, so it was really my own experience of, of um, nursing in that space. I then stepped back into intensive care nursing and finished my postgraduate in intensive care nursing um, and realised that the culmination of that experience, I knew that nurses needed more support in terms of their emotional um, and yeah, spiritual well-being um, on that deeper level. And through guidance and a, a mentor in my own healing journey, I um, yeah uncovered this process of the Nurturedness Project, which is a community yeah, for flat out stressed out and burnt out nurses to empower their own self-care and explore that, what that is. So um, that has been a project of the last 12 months with my business retreat into wellness um, and it's been something I feel so passionate about from my own experience of feeling incredibly isolated um, and very much other um, from what the the medical system was providing in terms of support for nurses. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was that's probably a yeah a synopsis of of where I've come from, and I definitely feel that it was it was really a, a personal experience of knowing with all the support that I had that it still wasn't um, it still wasn't necessarily providing what I needed until I began exploring some of these complementary and alternative therapies um, within my own life. Yeah. Oh, so very cool. Now, the I have noticed that because um, mm -hmm. uh, you know my one of my assistants is uh, an RN, uh, Michael, mm -hmm. and what I've noticed is that um, nurses seem to be overall. I'm generalizing. <laughs> overall, a little bit more open to energy healing than say medical doctors. Uh, like for example, there's so many nurses that are familiar with Reiki. Uh, or, or even trained in it, like yourself, um, and Healing Touch is also really big here in North America. I don't know if it is in Australia. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, my, my nursing friend and, and assistant actually, you know, has been trained in Healing Touch and Qigong, and um, I think that's pretty interesting. Is, is that true from your experience, like nurses are maybe more open than doctors in some of this stuff? Yeah, I, I think, I believe that's uh, very, very true. Um, I think as well, and interestingly, even in my undergraduate nursing, we had an elective of complementary therapies. So it seems to be oh wow, that, um, and that was yeah quite um, you know for me a big thing. But yeah, I believe even in conversations within the hospital, um, from my point of view, it has been nurses that are um, have been very open to it, and I think a lot of the work within nursing it's very hands-on, um, you know, where 
at the bedside. We're washing our patients, helping with their mm. um, actions of daily living, their showering and hygiene. And I believe that part of that hands-on, we can see the impact of that nurturing, how that, um, what that provides. And I feel like for a lot of people drawn to nursing, it's almost like they've had this curiosity of, of care and healing, um, but it's it's kind of been like the main option or choice available for people interested in this space has been that um, choice of nursing. So I feel like it's almost, yeah, this underlying space of mm. healing which is drawing people towards the, that career of nursing. Mm. Oh, I think that's so true um, because, you know, as far as, um, I, I would say popular or recognized options if you're in that nurturing caring space if that's part of your personality uh, especially women um, then yeah like nursing seems like oh that's where I should go in you know like they don't think necessarily from high school oh let me be a Reiki master or you know, <laughs> you know let me be you know and then if and then if you come from an Asian family like mine it's like forget that you're being a doctor you, know I mean? like, you gotta get eight pluses and be a doctor forget the nurse thing so um, yeah. But yeah, like so many nurses go into nursing to provide that nurturing, that care. It's a natural extension of who they are. And yet, mm -hmm. uh, what I hear from them, and at least here in the United States, and complain about is that they are being more and more disconnected from the patient and are more like, you know, um, mm -hmm. medical records people. <laughs> like they're having to document, document so many yeah. things that they are spending so much time in their paperwork. And some of them are really getting resentful and maybe we could talk a little bit about the stresses that nurses have to go through now like why are they getting flat out and stressed out and you know burnt out now uh, mm, these days definitely and I think what you've just touched on from the role of nurses has definitely evolved in in space and time and like I often reference um, Florence Nightingale in that space of um, you know, nurturing and now it's moved very much into much more of a clinical clinician role and my understanding as well, as our hospitals are becoming inundated with more complex um, disease and health patients presenting with comorbidities, um, a lot of the interventions um, required for these patients are exactly that, they're keeping nurses away from that um, that role of really nurturing and being able to speak and, and share with the patient and listen and instead we're kind of spending a lot of time as you've just mentioned in the space of at, you know documenting and um, ensuring legalities around that but also a lot of the equipment we now have um, as you know helpful as it is it's, it's also disconnecting us even through that space of touch and connection um, and depending on where you're working, but especially within an intensive care environment, I found that there was a massive, um, a massive disconnect that um, a lot of that equipment often provides a, a separate space. So, um, yeah, I think the the role of nursing, the the stress around the hospital, I think the staffing, um, you know the staffing and the ratios at times can be quite challenging and I think the biggest thing that comes up for people um, who I speak with and within the Nurture Nurse Project when they 
Joy and I have um, asked some questions of their biggest challenges and the biggest challenges a lot of nurses face are around the shift work and how that impacts on their lifestyle and also their oh, yeah. sleep and energy. Um, so Is that necessary in ICU nursing? Um, within, as in the shift work? Yeah. Um, yeah, so within intensive care nursing, but throughout hospitals and I know even probably not um, night shifts per se in community nursing or primary health, but um, yeah, it is. It's a rotating roster just to allow everyone that fair um, treatment that not, not some people are always on certain shifts. So some people will be experiencing a rotation of four weeks of mornings and days and two weeks of nights and as you know nurses listening you can imagine and other people the impact that that has on our circadian rhythm, our metabolism, um, you know our ability to or the forcing our bodies to flip back and forth um, is is a big big issue in terms of depletion and um, and overall stress and anxiety for a lot of nurses. Yeah, that must be really hard. Like I just, you know, just being on call is bad enough, but <laughs> you know, doing <laughs> shift work and you know having to forcing to change like every few weeks. Uh, I mean, some people love it. Uh, I mean, but I'm not one of them. Um, as a sense of soul, it's really difficult um, mm-hmm. because the environment uh, keeps changing to be able to feel you know, calm and, and um, grounded and, and healthy when the sleep-wake cycle is constantly changing. So that's a Definitely. good point. And I think that for me the biggest trigger um, ended up being that, that sh- the night shift and A, the inability to have, to get enough sleep, but also the disconnect that provided for me and a lot of nurses of voices, the disconnect between you know, the rest of their family, friends, society and how mm. they were then feeling quite isolated or presently feeling isolated um, and the feelings that that um, and emotions around that, like feeling trapped, as you mentioned before, resentful and this feeling of dread and I, I can feel it now even just talking about it, the dread I would feel, you know, driving to... Um, a night shift knowing that you know family and friends were having their dinner and about to head off to sleep so everyone Mm. will experience a different reality with that but I think that's a massive one we need to acknowledge for nurses Mm. definitely oh yeah that's so so true and the other piece uh, that you know makes me think of it is that I know this is challenging for me as a as a medical doctor but sometimes even when we were in the same room in the same time as our family and friends we couldn't talk about our work because of mm. you know HIPAA because of you know uh, confidentiality so mm. you know we might have a really really bad day but then we can't say thank goodness I, I wasn't there at the time but there, there was a, a colleague of mine who was really like deer in the headlights because you know, he had witnessed something in the ER, like, you know, a man tried to kill his wife in, in Canada mm. with a crossbow. Um, and I'm sure people from the hospital still remember that incident. And mm. it was so difficult because, like, we got to know who was working that day, but he couldn't mm. go home and say, oh, by the way, you know, 
I'm the doctor that helped work on this case. Like, we couldn't talk about it. So how difficult is that for you guys? Yeah, definitely. And I think sharing that, it makes you realize the importance of having, yeah, a community of support of of other nurses. And I think that space of community, um, and I touched on, you know, in the past, a lot of nurses actually lived on site at the hospitals and the training was, you know, living together and sharing and having that support. And it's now quite different. So um, I think, you know, people coming to their shifts but leaving and, you know, not having the time necessarily on shift to debrief these often very, yeah, traumatic um, and highly intense emotions that, yeah, going home either we cannot share necessarily because of confidentiality or B, because we try and share and maybe it's not fully understood or we're not um, feeling fully heard or what that experience was completely. So um, that is a big part of the vision of this Nurtured Nurse Project as well is to create a space where people feel comfortable to start whether it's either sharing experiences or just begin sharing the fact that they are finding it challenging and, um, you know, that that there's more support out there than perhaps that they were originally aware of. Mm. Um, Oh, yeah. So needed. So, Mm. so needed. And it brings me some memories of, um, I'm sure that because of the whole shift work and we were talking about, you know, being disconnected from family and friends, I never really recognized that. And when you say that, I I remember times like even in medical school where, um, you know, I would have a weekend free and I would say to my husband at the time, I'd say, okay, what are we going to do? And he says, what do you mean, what are we going to do? I already have plans for this weekend. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You You made plans without me? He goes, well, yeah, like I never know when you're on call and you're never around. You're always at the hospital and this, you know, so yeah, I made plans. I'm going to go golfing with my friends. And so here I am at home twiddling my thumbs going, (laughs) feeling sorry for myself because, you know, um, he's like, I can't, I can't run my life around your schedule. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know? And then, yep. And then his family Mm -hmm. member, I remember coming, um, to visit and I was on call that weekend I got called and and here I am trying to tiptoe outside the house so I don't wake her up and mm. uh, she felt horrible the next day and I felt so bad but she says I had no idea what you guys have to go through mm. she's always yeah. had full eight hours sleep like she never had to wake up in the middle of the night and do anything and use her brain yeah. you know but her yeah. just waking up for five minutes was she felt horrible so I'm just thinking about you know what mm. you guys have to go through <laughs> Definitely. That family and friends may not understand. Definitely. And even that reality of um, a lot of units, um, wards and, I mean, even community nursing focus around this, yeah, rostering of our our shifts. And um, although we still have some say in maybe we can preference certain, maybe like two a fortnight or whatever your unit is, yeah, you still have to almost pre-plan your whole entire reality and so the spontaneity of life often becomes very restricted because, you know, a friend wants to catch up on their weekend and, you know, you're, you're, you're locked in fish and shifts and mm-hmm. I think that is where a lot of those, the frustration and the resentment comes from as well and when you think of even public holidays, and this was something that I found frustrating. People kind of 
um, maybe perhaps not understanding. Um, for me, often it was almost this sense of grief in having to turn up on a public holiday knowing my whole family were together for a meal or a celebration, whether it was Christmas or, right. you know, um, and the, the stress around that and feeling that disconnect from, you know, the people that I love of whom, you know, I wished that I was with them on that day. So um, I think just even acknowledging that in terms of what it felt like was a big sacrifice for a choice of career um, mm. to be with um, with others. So. Right, so true. And then there's the dealing with the doctors. Shall we talk about that a little bit? It's a problem. <laughs> now, I mean, I was one of, generally speaking, unless I had like absolutely no sleep for 72 hours, um, generally speaking, I was pretty nice to the nurses. Yeah. Um, but, um, but I have to say, not all of my colleagues were. And some mm. of them bossed them around. Um, got irritated. In fact, uh, you know, I remember some of the OR nurses having to deal with literally clinically depressed surgeons, throwing mm. things across the room, you know, belittling mm. the resident. And I was like, please get me out of here. Like, yeah. do I have to hold this retractor for three more hours? You know, just yeah. not. So I just felt so bad for the nurses that can't mm. say boo. You know, mm-hmm. they can't say F off, you know, to their mm-hmm. boss. <laughs> Uh, and you have to keep this demeanor and just take it. And I, I don't know. I don't know how you guys mm. do it. Yeah, I think that is something to acknowledge that there is somewhat still this sense of, um, I suppose, hierarchy within hospitals. And mm. without making a blanket statement, because I mean, I've got beautiful friends who are um, doctors and obviously your own self um, with that experience. I can imagine you would have been beautiful to the nurses and I suppose just realising that the environment of stress on doctors and nurses but I I can see how the stress sometimes is acted out in the way that it's dealt with and when we consider um, again general statements but perhaps um, you know even just egos and the way that things are communicated and it's interesting becoming more confident even in my own self within my own practice as a nurse the amount of times that I would communicate almost through an apologetic way towards doctors almost apologizing and I remember one beautiful educator I have so much respect for the educators within nursing and you know they could see and they saw it even at nurses coming in to do this post-grad program to stand your ground and you don't have to apologize your decision making and your training is just as valid to share you know your concern or your experience and I think from that perspective it's almost um, yeah rather than um, I suppose shifting um, necessarily a blame mentality it was almost like those educators really realised to me about empowering the nurses to stand their ground in their knowledge and their judgement and their insight, intuition around the situation rather than that that um, that situation of apologising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's definitely. a really good point. Yeah, I definitely mm. noticed uh, that uh, pattern. Mm. 
And mm. uh, of course, as a medical student, I was even lower on the totem pole uh, <laughs> than the nurse. Yeah. So that didn't feel very good. Uh, yeah. But of course, the minute I got my MD, it was like all, you know, switched around. It was so weird. Like one day, yeah. I'm a medical student, and I'm treated like SHIT, excuse the language. And then the next yeah. day, I'm like an MD, and I'm treated like the boss. I'm like, well, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, definitely. But the nurses, um, I love that, that, that you had, you know, that support. Uh, I know that's not enough, but that support mm -hmm. to stand your ground because I loved it when the nurses were like team members, you yeah. know, and they were part of the team. And because you guys are there for hours at a time. We're there for, what, 10 minutes per patient? Yeah. Like maybe, yeah. you know, and we mm -hmm. don't get the big picture. You guys get to talk to the family. Sometimes they're not there when we're there. So you you know, yeah. get to talk to many members of the family. And of course, unfortunately, unfortunately, lucky for them, they have you to talk to uh, <laughs> and all their stressors and concerns. Uh, yeah. But we're in and out. And yeah. so we really need to rely on the nurses to give us accurate information, perceptions. Mm. And I always said to my, when I was training people at UCLA, you know, I said, mm. you know, the nurse has been here a really long time and caring for your family. So listen to them. Mm, you know, because there's something, mm. there's some things that you might not see and yeah. that they do, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, so you guys have a huge, huge responsibility. Yeah, and I think that's it. And the, I suppose the big, biggest thing is for nurses to realize that, um, you know, realize the, the insights that they do gain and the value of that and to see that as value. And I suppose my hope is that this, yeah, the the structure of it that the value of nurses is lifted and and valued within um, within the context of that hospital environment um, and kind of shifting that sense of hierarchy that it is that team that team environment and that you know I think that is is beginning to shift but I I feel like there's a lot there's a lot of space for that to continue moving. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I have been out of that arena, you know, hospital arena for quite some time now. So I'm sure things, you know, to some extent have shifted. I really hope they have, yeah. you know, shifted since I, since I was there. But uh, mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about some, um, we've talked about the, the major problems that the nurses go mm -hmm. through. And let's talk a little bit about uh, currently, what's the current state of support for nurses? And then let's segue into what the Nurtured Nurse Project is about. Mm, definitely. Um, so I suppose on a um, on a global level, like there's been a lot of uh, there's a lot more availability now for like 24/7 access for debriefing for a lot of nurses, which is wonderful. So that's a lot of governments are starting to provide that. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose um, for me. Um, you know, my experience being able to chat that out, that was great to have, but I, I quickly realised that I needed, um, I suppose, a bigger, a bigger support from that and I think it's only in the last few years that I'm seeing more and more things um, available, but it was my experience that I suppose spurred on this this passion around providing something more for nurses within the Nurture Nurse Project. So um, I suppose um, to answer that in terms of the support more on this mind, body, soul level um, is 
is the is the mission of of the Nurtured Nurse Project, and it was really seeing that there were limitations um, and that there is such a big need. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that is where the Nurtured Nurse Project came out of. And so, in terms of, um, shall I share some of the supports that the Nurtured Nurse Project provides at this stage? Yeah, maybe you can share with us. We we've kind of gotten a you know a general feeling of like you know now that maybe there's a little bit better support for nurses, but it definitely doesn't tap into the whole you know mind spirit part. Like yes, mm -hmm. I'm sure there are like stress relief maybe some conferences here or there, mm -hmm. but uh, much deeper is something that my understanding from you is the Nurture Nurse Project actually provides. And maybe you can tell us what you know, like why people would want that and then how, um, what what it is uh, mm. and then how it works. Definitely. So exactly what you're saying, like I attended a, a lot of conferences and weekends and a lot of it was more around the statistics of, um, you know, burnout being a massive concern within um, not only Australia but globally for nurses. and. So basically the Nurture Nurse Project, as I mentioned before, it's a community, but I'm also tapping into people's um, understanding and awareness of, of their mind, body, soul and how that connects and how when we're disconnected from our um, alignment and balance, how skewed that can impact, skewed that can make us feel within our own energy. So how, why you know, and that's an understanding of why we're feeling so burnt out, um, exhausted and anxious a lot of the time. So I'm um, actually, at the moment, I offer um, two programs for nurses. So these are one-on-one -on -one programs that we work through. Um, and one of them specifically is, is called the Revive Program. And it, it was basically birthed from this understanding that, um, and you'd be aware of this, Karen, within the medical profession, we are so focused on reviving and resourcing for our patients, which is, of course, incredibly important. And this understanding of um, reviving our patients through the doctor's A, B, C, D. So right. danger, response, finding support, um, and then our airways, breathing, compressions, and our defibrillation. And I realised that um, having all this insight, we get all this information around our patients, but where in the line of the education for nurses, there was a big missing link in terms of the education for their own beings of reviving their their souls, basically. So mm -hmm. that's what the Revive program is all about. So it follows the um, ABCG guideline, but we focus instead of... Um, the typical ABCD, we actually focus on awakening, so reawakening our, ourselves and reconnecting. Um, we work on our own balance and how that can be incorporated within our lives and our own um, selves and then our own consciousness, so we work around that and connecting and then D stands for dream. So what are we choosing going forward and how can we incorporate um, the techniques within the program I teach nurses within, within their future. So um, 
that's something I, I offer and also then that moves into the REST program which is a three month program, so 12 weeks um, and that's all about reconnecting to our parasympathetic nervous system. So Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, obviously for so much um, of our lives we spend in our sympathetic, our fight and flight in the hospitals, our lack of sleep disrupts disruption of our normal rhythms. Um, so the REST program, we touch into techniques to um, basically, it's all about basically stopping and, and resting and how we can facilitate that in a society that is um, constantly moving and in a hospital system that never sleeps, basically. Um, so yeah, both of these programs link in with each other um, and I've had the opportunity to begin um, sharing within hospitals a workshop called the Balance Series and that just creates an opportunity for nurses who are on shift. Um, we go through some of these processes in, and techniques through mindfulness, um, meridians and movement and mm. I teach, um, I teach the nurses different ways within their own shift that they can um, reconnect and help with any stress or anxiety within their day. So yeah, they're the main the main focus of offerings for nurses at the moment and then obviously the community of sharing which is the Nurture Nurse Project um, within mm -hmm. Facebook as well. So um, yeah, so exciting, exciting times and I feel like there's there's only more to be shared with with nurses and my hope is that the education system on a bigger level will start focusing more on teaching these techniques which are um, you know not necessarily recognized within the western modality of of healthcare within our within our world at the moment yeah. Well, I think this is a great opportunity in the nursing world. I think you're really spearheading um, something that is sorely needed. I mean, like you said, there's a big gap, there's a big hole, the missing link uh, to helping nurses. And so you're starting both locally, you know, in your own area doing these live workshops, but also online. And for mm -hmm. folks that are nurses or know, uh, you know, friends that are and family that are nurses, check out uh, Sarah's uh, The Nurtured Nurse Project on Facebook because that's a beautiful group and Sarah you're you're constantly um, helping and supporting giving advice and beautiful wisdom even though I'm not a nurse I enjoy it <laughs> you know and what you're sharing is so right on like I couldn't like if you were my kid I couldn't be prouder <laughs> I'm like so like wow this is amazing and I can definitely see how you know, like whether it be, um, you know, the Revive program or, you know, the REST program or whatever program you're going to create, you know, long term, that these are highly, highly valuable things. And um, so definitely, you know, for folks listening to the call today, if you know of a nurse, if it's not you, you know, if you know of a nurse, doesn't have to be an ICU nurse, any nurse, definitely refer them to Sarah's Facebook group, the Nurtured Nurse project and then you can also if you are a nurse or you know someone wants to connect with Sarah they can they can private message you right Sarah to see if yeah you know what definitely. you have is a fit for them definitely yeah feel free to reach out and um, yeah I'm very open to connecting and chatting and and seeing how 
um, how I can support you in this journey of nursing. Um, mm. Well, the, the beautiful thing is because you're introducing this into the nursing world, I really think that it's going to be adopted a lot faster than, say, you know, someone introducing something uh, to, say, medicine or medical students. Um, like I said, mm. nursing generally has been more open to energy mm -hmm. healing and, and, you know, uh, even Eastern medicine uh, than, at least in the past when I've been involved, uh, than yeah. the traditional, you know, um, medical school, medical model. But they are sorely needing that as well. Um, mm. That's not necessarily my, you know, my, my thing, you know, that my mission. But, um, mm. but it's great that you're fulfilling yours through this. Um, mm. And I think you mentioned, Sarah, that um, you were willing to share two of your techniques from your programs uh, today yeah. on the show. So yeah. awesome. So tell us about those. Definitely. So um, I mentioned before about engaging back into our parasympathetic nervous system, so our, um, our rest and digest. And I'm going to share um, my, the first technique. Um, which enables this and it's quite simple so this is something that you can um, either do before, during or after a shift and this is accessible really for any human. It's um, fantastic. So what I'll get you to do, I'll just explain it. So we're going to use our both hands of our middle fingers and our index fingers so just get them in like a pointed position. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to get you to place them gently on your forehead. And the location on your forehead is just um, just above your eyebrows of where they start um, at, the, at the top of your nose. So just above the eyebrows there. Mm -hmm. And where we're placing these are over um, two neurovascular points, which are described as our ESR, our emotional stress release points. And when you hold these gently, I usually recommend people to hold these points for up to one to two minutes. Um, and you can slowly begin feeling um, often a pulse there. But it's basically bringing our attention, awareness, um, and the blood flow and energy back to our frontal lobe. So our frontal lobe helps us make clear decisions. Um, mm -hmm especially when we're stressed, most of our attention can go into our amygdala at the, at the base and back of our brain. So um, for anyone here holding these points, if you're finding this difficult um, to hold, you can also simply place your whole palm and hand over the front of your forehead um, and you, you'll find that that is calming in itself, but the benefits of that um, is, is wonderful. So sometimes I sneak away and do this in the bathroom but I feel quite comfortable now just doing it in the corridors at the space at the bedside. So um, whatever feels comfortable for you. Mm, wow, that is so simple. And um, mm. like I feel like these waves of energy kind of traveling down my arms and down my body. Uh, mm. Very comfortable. Sometimes when... Um, there's new energies coming in through the ascension. Sometimes I'll end up with like a mild headache right in this spot. So I think I'm going to try this <laughs> for yeah. those times. Yeah, please do. Um, and one other thing I will add to this, um, the recentering calibration as well. Um, when you do have that 
hand on your forehead, you can also with your um, your other hand, um, you can place it at the back of your head over your occiput. Mm -hmm. So this is also just an additional aspect of this recentering calibration, and it brings you. It basically helps integrate all lobes of your brain and um, kind of switch you back on. Oh, okay. And this is called the recentering recalibration. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so that's a really, a really great one. And um, one other technique I will share with you is um, the energy activator technique. So mm -hmm. for a lot of of nurses, um, we're often very depleted in our energy. We've, we're often quite stressed. And when we are stressed, um, our adrenal glands, which sit above our kidneys, they're releasing a lot of adrenaline, but they often can draw energy away from our our kidneys. And our kidneys are a, a pathway, and I mentioned the word meridian, so an energy pathway coming up from our 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 kidneys is a pathway of energy, and our kidneys are really important for vitality in our life. So what I'm going to teach you now is this energy activator technique. So again, I'm going to get your index and middle finger and what I want you to do and I'm going to use this language if you're a nurse you might understand and I'll explain it in a second but if you go down to your first intercostal space midclavicular line so for those people listening so if you go to your collarbone and just go to one um, rib beneath that in that space and it's just in line with the nipples and there's a space here which is um, our K27 point. For some people this might be quite tender but I'm going to get you with those fingers just to start gently rubbing those points in a circular motion. Again this can be one to two minutes um, and this is just helping unblock some of that energy flow and activate that energy supply from our kidneys. Um, so you can use this if you're feeling tired um, or depleted. Often I m might do this at the beginning of my shift or during it if I'm if I'm feeling slightly exhausted. So mm. that's our energy activator technique. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I, you know it's funny. I just had a massage today, and she must have pressed the heck out of those points. <laughs> it's a little sore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, there's that particular point. In fact, um, you know, I, I tell some of my patients who have the phototherapy patches if they're in trouble, you know, if they've you know really tired or exhausted or whatever, to go ahead and just patch those points too. Uh, the kidney 27. So, but this mm. is great. It's so handy just to be able to find it and just you know massage it when you, whenever you need it. Mm, definitely, definitely. Oh, fantastic! Now, <laughs> it looks like you know from the you know the the different programs that you have that you have a lot of different tools in your toolbox to help support nurses, and these are just two of them. So, mm. thank you for this gift. Yeah, thank you for letting me share. And that's it. If you um, people did choose to come through the program, these are just two of. Um, up to 12 techniques that I, I teach 
clients coming through and these they're all, they're all very simple and um, it's amazing once you start implementing these within your daily lives and on shift how it can start shifting your your energy and your awareness even as you were saying Karen how you could feel the energy flow um, mm-hmm. people's awareness of their own energy and just tuning in and trusting what that is Mm, beautiful mm. and just for the folks listening in who might not be on Facebook is there another way to connect or contact with you or n- get to know more about the Nurtured Nurse Project yeah definitely so um, at the moment I am in the process of a website so I can share that in the future but you can um, you can definitely contact me on my email which is retreat into wellness at gmail.com so that's mm-hmm. R-E-T-R-E-A-T-I-N-T-O-W-E-L-L-N-E-S at gmail.com. I also have um, my LinkedIn account, which you can, if you have LinkedIn, you can access and it has information on um, on the Nurtured Nurse Project. Um, and so if you look up Sarah Cosgrave um, and the code for my LinkedIn is 023-277-155 forward slash um, and yeah as I said my the Nurtured Nurse Project and Sarah Cosgrave um, website is in the process so I would love to be able to share with that that with you very soon. <laughs> okay, great. Um, by the way, what is it going to be, sarahcosgrave.com or? Um, it will be sarahcosgrave.com, yeah. Oh, great, fantastic. Yeah, that's great. And, and uh, the cool thing is that um, even if that's not ready, uh, that can, you know, be like forwarded to the Facebook group or something like that. And um, yeah, so folks can find Sarah on the Facebook uh, and in the very near future on the website. Sarah, uh, maybe we should spell your name just yeah, for the future. Yes. Yeah, because so it's it, going to be archived. So Yeah, fantastic. So it's Sarah Cosgrave, so S-A-R-A-H, Cosgrave, C-O-S. G-R-A-V-E. Perfect. Right. Um, that is great. So, yeah. So, actually, yeah. when you just Google you, um, you'll see your LinkedIn profile as well as your Facebook group. So, perfect. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah well, all, all nurses are welcome and people feeling um, even burnt out within a caring role, whatever that looks like in your own nursing for people. So, you're very welcome to join and I think my hope is that we can start sharing and become a, a more global community in what this mission is. So Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Like like I said, I'm not a nurse but I know I know nurses. You know, I know nurses and and I've, you know, been inviting some to the group and um I think it's it's great to be a part of it to to learn from you. And so mm-hmm. people are not nurses but they are in a caring role, like you said, then it's uh, some of the things that you share for absolutely free on the Facebook group are so, so valuable. So I do encourage people to check it out if it resonates with you. Mm. Yeah. Great, Sarah. Any last uh, pieces of advice for our folks before we sign off? Um, I suppose the main message is that 
as nurses, we are constantly nurturing others and this is the time to step into a space of nurturing yourself. So, um, yeah, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share this um, this story and message with you, with Dr. Karen Can. And, um, yeah, I very much welcome you all to be part of this, this mission of the Nurtured Nurse Project. Um, so thank you so much, Karen. Oh, fantastic. Um, you're very welcome, and thank you for being part of the show. And I want to thank all of our listeners and, uh, you know, just for being here, for being part of the tribe, um, and uh, for being, you know, a beautiful light warrior, sensitive soul. Mm -hmm. And until next time, uh, we'll say bye for now. Thanks, everyone. Bye. bye.